glory to God, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Go ahead and stand up with us this morning. Oh, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. It is now, it is time. We are in the right place at the right time, hallelujah. In Matthew 18, it says, if two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Hallelujah, God is here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for your wonderful presence and your power working in us, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is
Father, we thank you. Oh, that in your presence, oh, we're changed. in your glory it won't leave me the same changed in your presence let your glory reign your glory is your power manifest for me I'm changed changed in your
Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you, it destroys yokes and breaks bondages. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's freedom. And we speak liberty into this house. Liberty to this camp meeting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Word of the Lord will have free course. It'll go unhindered. Father, your Spirit will move amongst us freely without limitation. We thank you for the highest plan that you have for these services. We give you all the praise for every good thing that is wrought in our midst. We thank you in advance for tra changing lives, transforming our lives. And Father, we thank you for progress, progress in the plan that you have for us together. The, the plan you have for us individually, but the plan you have for us together. Father, we come together in unity of heart, with one mind, one mouth, believing you for the highest flow in every one of these services. And Father, we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory for everything that is done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Praise God, praise God. Are you glad you're here this morning? It is wonderful to see you. God's got a plan, and we're hungry for that plan. Tell your neighbor, I want the plan of God. Amen. Tell your other neighbor, I want what the Holy Ghost wants to do in our lives. Amen. Praise God. I am so excited. This is the first service of our camp meeting 2023. And yes, 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 yes. We're going to be here pretty much all week long, morning, afternoon, and night camping. You know what I mean? Just... This is a Holy Ghost camp. <laughs> so we're, we're thrilled that you're here. And uh, we're thrilled, thrilled for what God's doing all week, going to be doing all week. And uh, many of our guest speakers are coming in today or, or soon. And uh, most of them today, I think. But we're going to uh, just start it off this morning and uh, have a good time. Praise God. We got Deborah here already on the, on the organ. I mean, can you have a camp meeting without Deborah on the organ? I don't know. <laughs> but we're so grateful she's here. She's becoming part of the family, all right? Amen. But anyway, why don't you get out on the aisle, find three people, and just tell them, I'm so glad to see you at camp meeting this morning. Hallelujah.
Lord. All right. Go ahead and find your seats. While you're being seated, I want to welcome the Shriers here this morning, Pastor Forrest and Brenda Schreier from uh, Excelsior Springs in Missouri, only 45 minutes or so from Lee's Summit, and their daughter Katie, right? And so we're so glad to have them. Give them a big hand this morning. Oh, we got some more? Yeah? Some more from their congregation right here? Glad to have you all. Family. All right. All right. Great. Wonderful to have everyone. And, uh, you know, the Bible, well, the Bible doesn't say it. Let me rephrase that. There is a statement. There's a phrase that says, the early bird gets the worm, right? That's not in the Bible. (laughs) But but, but, uh, he's going to get the worm this morning. Amen. So glad to have everyone. If you're a visitor, welcome to our service this morning. God's got something for you. Jump in. Uh, You know, your family, praise the Lord. We count you as family. And just pull for what God has for you. We're pulling for what God has for you. And believe in God with one another for, for uh, what God has for all of us. Praise the Lord. All right. I'm going to invite Brother Carlos up. He's going to give us some announcements. So, Yeah, the highest got... flow. <laughs> the highest flow. God's going to be exalted and receive the glory this week. Thank you for the highest flow. I do want to remind you guys, uh, we are being live streamed on all the services. If you do have friends and family that aren't able to come in person, they can go to uh, eberlyministry.org, then click on the live stream page, or they can go to the GEM Facebook or YouTube pages uh, to view that. And also, when you go to the website, you can invite them, do an e-invite, and let them know that uh, the services are live streamed. Also, the services will be archived. So afterwards, if you want to view another one or sometime in the future, uh, once again, you go to eberlyministries.org. You can go to the GEM Facebook. You can go to the YouTube channel. And the GEM, just brand new, Espanol uh, YouTube channel also. Now, if you're old school, you can get the CDs. You can get... You can get the uh, CD albums. You do have to order them uh, through the bookstore. There's going to be a total of eight services, $5 a piece. So that'll be $40 if that's uh, where you're at. And some of us are at that point. So I'm not trying to resist change or anything, but I'm trying to incorporate them. So Spirit of Faith Family Church, we have our next All Helps Ministry meeting. Uh, this is going to be Sunday, August 6th, 9 a.m., right here in the main sanctuary. So if you're a help minister, a team uh, leader, coordinator, directors, or director, you're required to attend. If something comes up where you're not able to attend, please notify your department coordinator by Sunday, uh, July 30th. And then Harvest Christian Daycare is going to have their annual uh, Summer Splash uh, Vacation Bible School. So this is their 13th year that they're doing this. So this is going to take place on one day, Thursday, August 10th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I I love this. The theme is Faith That Moves Mountains. It's going to be with a focus on teaching the children who we are in Christ and how to use our faith. So they're just a cost of $7. You're going to go to the cool pool in Marion. So... There's registration packets are available in hospitality for you, for you to fill out. You're going to complete them and complete the packet and return it with your payment to the Harvest Christian Day Care Office by Wednesday 9th. 
Um, if you do have questions on this, see Ms. Alexis Coleman. I'm not sure if I see her right offhand, but she'll be able to help you answer any questions for that. And my last announcement, our next corporate prayer for our church is going to be Wednesday, August 2nd. So it's the first Wednesday of each month. A wonderful time. Amen. Wonderful. Um, you know, we've been reading uh, Kenneth Hagin's uh, prayer course, uh, Bible prayer course, and we're doing that on the, actually on these Wednesdays where, you know, our prayers are effective. You know, the corporate prayer is effective, and we're learning. That's my last announcement, Pastor. Praise the Lord, yes. So uh, just a couple of things to add. Don't forget the schedule of services at camp meeting starting tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And then Tuesday, uh, I don't believe you said this, Brother Carlos, did you? But Tuesday through Thursday, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, and then 7 o'clock at night. And then don't forget, we have prayer school and school of worship in the afternoon. And those, those are open to anybody. We encourage anyone to come that wants to come to that. And those are going to be like an hour after lunch. Well, excuse me, an hour after dismissal of the morning service. That'd be a better way to put it. So, you know, you can pretty much tell if you, you know, if we got out at whatever, 1145 in the morning or something like that, you can pretty much tell. Got to be back here in an hour. And uh, that's, that'll be your way of knowing when it'll start. That's just the easiest way to do it because you never know how long the service is going to go in the morning. And so that'll work real well. That'll be an easy way for us to all follow. All be in unity, right? <clears throat> Praise the Lord. So I'm excited about uh, the additions that God gave us to add to camp meeting this year. The Ramoses are coming. They're going to be doing prayer school. Uh, Pastor Noel and Ruby Ramos. If you don't love the Ramoses, you just need to get saved. I'm just telling you. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. You know, um, can I just say a few things about... Uh, the fact that, you know, afternoon sessions is adding something to your, your schedule, but we've been endeavoring to train you to get things ready for a camp meeting, get all your laundry done, get everything done, and, and set aside other things. Hey, there's a lot of things I just put on the plate till next week. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That's going to be next week, whenever I get to that. And listen, the world won't, uh, the world won't cease going around just because they waited a week on that. We got things to tend to, right? So uh, give yourself to these camp meeting. It's out of uh, it's out of the old uh, old uh, old time uh, practice. Back before transportation was very good, they would take their horse and buggy or horse and wagon, whatever, and they would go to a campground somewhere. Sometimes a hundred miles away or something. They just get over there and they'd camp on the grounds. They'd they'd set up the chuck wagon. You know what I'm talking about? Eat eat on the grounds and have meetings all day. You know, and so uh, don't let your flesh get weary. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Press in to what God has for you. Uh, the reason I went to Rama Bible Training Center, and one of the reasons that Rama turned out uh, many, many, many ministers that were so effective, I believe. Number one was the word and the spirit of faith and the anointing. We, we, we grant that. But I'm just simply saying it's because Rhema was two years of, in, you know, just constant word, 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 sitting under the word, sitting under the word. And people that were really hungry, they went to prayer school and healing school on top of that. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, they turned out a whole bunch of world changers. Tell me, tell me I'm telling the truth. There's people all over this world changing whole nations. 
literally changing whole nations because of what they got, what they sat under those years, and of course continued to walk in. As you understand, but um, so it's there's a the, the, the uh, principle of you know having something back to back and just keep on you know getting in the word all day long is the uh, principle of saturation. Amen. And, and don't let your flesh get weary in saturation. Praise the Lord. Uh, Dr. Dufresne used to talk about, he had a vision for teams of ministries flowing together. And that's, what, that's what's going to be this week, all week long, morning, at noon, afternoon, and, uh, you know, in the evening, teams of ministries. You're going to see uh, Pastor Nancy ministering a lot of the services, but she might call up Brother David or, or have, have somebody come up and prophesy or lay hands on the sick, another minister or something, and it's just going to be a flow. And we're ready for the flow, right? And so, uh, so we're excited about prayer school. And then as far as the worship school, let me, just, let me just say something about it. God spoke to me at the beginning of this year and said two things to emphasize this year is one, prayer, and number two, praise and worship. And so, uh, I mean, how fitting to have prayer school and worship school at camp meeting. In fact, and when the Lord spoke to me about having the extra parts of camp meeting, the prayer school and the worship school, uh, I, I wasn't even thinking about what he had said to me back there earlier in the year. But um, how many of you know he's got a plan and we're following that plan? Praise the Lord. So we're going for it. Uh, let, let us know. Come, come to all the afternoon sessions as well. And uh, that'll really, you'll learn things. Brother David was here, uh, well, he was here Friday night, excuse me, yeah, Friday night and Thursday. I wasn't here Saturday morning, but he was here Friday night and Saturday morning working with the team. And I was here Friday night with Pastor Debbie. And I'm telling you, just that short uh, couple of hours of just, just going through some songs and exhorting and sharing some things from his heart, he imparted some things. And there's going to be more coming during the worship school. So I'm highly encouraging you to come. I mean, when you've, been, when you've got somebody that's been around, like Deborah Banks over here has been around Brother Hagin and traveled with him for all those years, or David Ellis traveling with, I mean, who all, is Brother Copeland, we know that, but uh, Benny Hinn and uh, Mark Brzee, yeah, and some others that know the Holy Ghost. I mean, there's some deposits in somebody like that. And uh, so we're going to get some things this week from all the flows of all those that are here, and we're excited about it. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, I'm excited about it too. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The, the, the standard is being raised in eastern Iowa. God told me when we came here, raise the standard of ministry in eastern Iowa. Praise the Lord. So we're excited about the, the school of praise and worship and then the school, worship, I mean, prayer school. Now, let me, let me say, I guess I should say this. Uh, uh, worship school will be right here, correct? Miss Teresa's handling something. But it'll be right here. Prayer school will be in the uh, youth auditorium, in the, e, not, not the EDM, in the, uh, yeah, in the EDM. In the EDM. So well, you know where the youth auditorium is? That's where uh, prayer school will be. So also, announcement, red, uh, blue light flashing, whatever. Uh, there's going to be all these services. In fact, right now, this service is being translated into Spanish. And uh, I don't know if there's anyone here in the service this morning that's got ear sets in, but we've already got 16 ear sets accounted for, and we ordered some more because of Spanish-speaking people coming, but we're not just streaming it into through FM radio or AM radio. We're not just streaming it into this auditorium. We're streaming it live over the internet. So there's actually a channel now, Jabberly Ministries, Spanish or Espanol, uh, that you can subscribe to. If you're Spanish-speaking, I might be talking to somebody watching me right now. 
you can subscribe to Jabley Ministries YouTube channel, Jabley Ministries Espanol, and uh, all these, you'll, you'll be able to see the video. It's not just the audio, it's a video of this service, and uh, Brother Juan back there translating into Spanish, and uh, going all over the world, whoever wants to listen to it. We've been getting a lot of requests for that, so uh, we're excited to be able to provide that. As far as I know, uh, there's not very many ministries doing that, and the Spanish-speaking world is calling for it, and uh, the Lord spoke to me about doing it. Amen. One more announcement before we receive the offering, and that is this is the last opportunity you have to give in to Pastor Nancy's birthday offering, because we're going to give her, we're going to help celebrate her birthday this week, because she, 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 uh, this is not adding to the scriptures. This is adding to our doctrine at FOF. That is, it's not a birthday, it's a birth month. That's a good doctrine for spirit of faith. How many of you are going to take that doctrine into your life? Yeah, I believe God spoke. I believe God spoke. So, but, but, uh, and we're going to start just a little bit early celebrating her birthday because it's in August, over the end of August, but we're going to help start just a little bit early because we're excited about, about her and, and what God's doing through her and the supply she is to, to our lives. So if you would like to get involved with that, you can uh, give on envelopes, not online. You can't do the electronic giving, but put it in an envelope, cash or check, and make sure it's just written out on, what is it, the other line? Uh, Pastor Nancy, put, put on there Pastor Nancy's birthday, and we'll get it to her. We got some little fun things we're doing all week long. Yeah, and you're going to enjoy it too. You're going to get in on some of it. So praise the Lord. All right. Everybody's going to give, say amen. amen. Did you bring your Bible? I want to read something to you. And uh, we're going to receive this, this morning's tithes and offerings. This is the normal Sunday morning church tithes and offerings. So if you're going to give uh, by check, the ushers are there in the aisle. If you're giving by electronic means, then up here on the screen, you can, you can see how to do that. If you haven't gotten the app or the text to give or something like that, you can download those things. Actually, if you're real good, you can hold your phone up and it'll, you, can, you can click on that. What's that thing? That's bar QR code, QR code, and you can you can take a picture of it and it'll bring it right up. It's on the website too. So, all right, but uh, some of us are still coming out of the dark ages like Carlos. <laughs> hey, he's worth waiting on, right? He's worth waiting on. <laughs> Psalm twenty-five, verse number fourteen. This is the Amplified. This verse, I, I come back to this verse over and over and over again. In fact, I got so many notes on it that I probably could just put them all in a book and you'd get blessed by it. But Psalm 25, 14, and this is the Amplified. It says, the secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord have they. Underline have they. Let's see if you got a... Uh, amplified. The secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord have they who fear, revere, and worship Him. And He will show them His covenant and reveal unto them its deep inner meaning. When you see the word secret, don't think of it as something that I don't know. He didn't say you don't know. He said you have it. Yeah. Amen. The King James just says the secret of the Lord is with them. Say, it's with me. Well, if it's, not, if it's with you, it's not far off, right? I mean, if you have your keys to your car with you, they're easily accessible, right? Maybe they're in your purse. Maybe they're in your pocket or something. They're easily, you can just reach and get them because it's right there with you. 
Say, God has some secrets. Amen. Now, a secret is something that only a few people know, though, isn't it? It's something that only a few people know. See, we're not, we're not on the outside of this knowing. We're in the know. Tell your neighbor, we're in the know. That just means that we have an unction and we know. The anointing teaches us the secrets. And that's not far away. It's just 18 inches below our nose. Amen. Somebody said, I don't know what to do. Say this. Say, I have an unction. That's what you say. I got an unction. And that unction knows. The unction will tell me. The unction will show me. The unction will give me my answer. The unction will give me the wisdom of God. The unction will show me my way of escape. Yeah, but it's a secret. No, it's not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. Praise the Lord. The wisdom of God. So I wanted you to see that this secret have they. In other words, it's with them. Amen. Uh, you know, don't think of a secret as something you're not in on. When you read this verse, don't think, well, I'm, that's, if it's a secret, I just don't know. No, this is something you're in on. This is, this is saying, it's not saying that this is something that you can't get in on. It's something that you have. Hallelujah. So, so we got to read the Bible and say what it says, right? And so um, the, uh, I believe when he says secrets here, because if, if you take the uh, whole counsel of this in the Word of God over in the New Testament, he's talking about the wisdom. First, first Corinthians, I won't turn there, but First Corinthians 2, 6, and 7 talks about the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. The hidden wisdom. Now, the wisdom of God is what he has in mind or what he knows that is not revealed to natural man or the mind of man. It is not, it's not something that you can know outside of the assistance or the help of the Holy Ghost. Am I in the right room this morning? So this wisdom is, is available to us to where any situation we come up to, now we're receiving the offering and so we're really talking about finances. You come up to a situation in finances and your head says, I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm gonna get the money. I, where's this gonna come from? How's that gonna happen? Well, secrets. God's got the answers to all those things. You don't have to go through the files of your mind to find it. You can go dipping down into your spirit and draw up the mysteries, the answers. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, we are folks that are in the know. We're in the know. I'm not, I'm not believing to not know. I'm believing to know. Praise God. So tell your neighbor you're in on the secret. <clears throat> it's hidden for your glory. That's 1 Corinthians 6, or 2, 6 and 7. It's hidden uh, to, one translation says, it's, it's, set, it's, it's, it's set apart to lift us into the glory. You can translate the glory as the manifest presence of God, or you can translate it. The Greek help that I looked up said, and you can find this in many scriptures, actually, it literally means the glory of God is everything, the, something being in the condition that God originally intended it to be. Amen. God originally intended you to have days of heaven on earth. That's his plan down for you down here in this life. Yeah, but there's so many people struggling. That's their business, not yours. Your business is the Word of God. Your business is following the Holy Ghost for yourself. 
You can't help them staying with them. You have to get out of where they are to get into the will of God so that you can help them. So focus on what he's saying to you to do. Focus on what his wisdom is telling you to do. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I was meditating on this, and the Lord spoke to me about it. He said, the secret of the Lord. He said, you could interpret that every time you hear the, see the word secret as answers. Answers. There are answers for the questions that arise in your heart. I said, there are answers. Tell your neighbor, there are answers. So answers have they. You could read it that way. Answers. Tell, tell your neighbor, I have the answers. Yeah, so you need to confess that. We have the unction and we know, we know what to do. You know, there's two categories of people. I've watched people, we were talking, David Ellison and I were talking about this, or some of us, and uh, there's two kinds of people. There's people that God said something, so they just, you know, push it through and struggle and strive and they eventually get there. But then there's people that God says something to them and they go say, okay, show me the answers of how to get into that. And they just take those steps in line with those answers and it's an easier flow. It's an easier flow. God has specific things that he'll tell you to do. Okay, take this step. Okay, do this. Okay, go to this meeting. Okay, give in this offering. Absolutely. And people that learn to follow the Holy Ghost, as they exercise their faith, they don't struggle. Because faith really is not a struggle. You're, you're helping me preach this morning, so I, I got to cut this off. But, but amen. I'm, I'm interested in a different flow that I'm seeing a lot of people in. Tell your neighbor, that's me too. I'm interested in a different flow. So we have the answers. Amen. Praise the Lord. God has answers to success. He has answers to prosperity. He has answers to getting into what's in your heart. Anybody got anything that you're carrying in your heart? A vision, a, a, a dream, a desire? It might be something in the natural like a business, but it might be something you want to flow in in prayer. You want to flow in certain ways of prayer and make a supply available to, to the ministry or something. Whatever you have, God has answers for how to get you into that. Let's stand to our feet. Uh, that's just sort of an introduction to a whole lot of things, but uh, we need to be people who uh, flow with the Spirit of God in, uh, in, in the knowledge of what to do about every situation. Amen. Amen. You remember the, uh, was it two, three weeks ago, we had, uh, we had Nathan and Mary Samuelson telling their testimonies? Look how easy that was. I said, look how easy. You know, God's got just as easy of a flow of provision as you, for, for you as he has for them. Well, it sure doesn't seem easy. No, not without answers. But when you got answers, whoo, didn't know this was going to be so easy. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, God said there's a flow that's so easy that these blessings just come on you and overtake you. Not you, struggling. No, they just come on you and overtake you. Amen. That, you understand what I'm saying and you hear it with your heart, that'll put your nose in the carpet. But I'm talking about a prayer life of dipping, getting out of here and getting down into here where those answers are. Father, we're grateful for the Spirit of God that you, that you put on the inside of us to live. We are His temple. Holy Spirit, we look to you in all the affairs of our life in our financial affairs, 
We look to you for wisdom, for you have specific direction for every one of us to take to get us into what you have in mind for us. We decide, Father God, to dip and look to the Spirit of God within us, look to the teacher within us, and walk in the light of what's in our heart and not put it out with reasoning or calculating with our mind or trying to figure it out with our mind, but just flow. Just flow. Flow with the greater one in us and flow with his direction. As we do, we thank you for getting us into rich supplies that we didn't even know were there. Oh, thank you, Lord, for it. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Everyone that's in faith about what was spoken, say amen. 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 You may be seated.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, as we approach your word this morning, we're grateful for the privilege of hearing the, 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 the Spirit of God in us, teaching us the word and hearing the word of God. We're grateful, Father, for the, the, um, the revelations that are being granted to this era, the truths of your word. Father, we ask you to take us on. We're ready to go further. We're ready to go deeper. We're ready to go on into the greater, to the greatest hour of the church, really. Father, we're thankful. We thank you for the wisdom of God to work miracles, to work signs and wonders, to the, the, the keys and answers to the greater flow of the miraculous. Halamakie, brongatie, brogesate, brongadaye, sikalana, brongatuye. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. For we as a church, I say for, on behalf of this whole congregation, we as a church, we're ready to go on. We're hungry for the next level. We're hungry for a greater move of your spirit. Hallelujah. And those that hunger and thirst, they will be filled. Glory be to God. So we take of the bread of life freely. And we drink of the Spirit of God freely. And we thank you for great rivers. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Many streams of many revivals flowing into one river. That we might flow with you into the very rapture of the church. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we thank you for showing us. That, that flow and we thank you Father for another step forward into it in this camp meeting in Jesus name everyone that agreed said Amen. Amen so greet somebody as you're seated and tell them I'm ready how about you <laughs> Amen you may be seated praise God did you bring your Bible this morning we're going to get, this week, we're going to get some rich, rich, rich word and the, the, the great rich flow of the Spirit, and uh, we're ready for all of it. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm fine if half the services, we don't even get into the word. Are you fine with that? Yes. We're not trying to minimize the word. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm telling you, the word has changed our lives, hasn't it? But we want not just teaching, we want... We want the flow of the Spirit. We, God, God has that for us if we're ready for it, if we're willful flow with it. I believe we will. If you brought your Bible, go to the uh, book of, to start out first, uh, excuse me, 2 Corinthians, chapter number 11. And uh, we'll start here, verse number, or excuse me, chapter number 11 and verse number 3. If you're watching by live stream, thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, get your Bible out with us. And... Uh, Get some notes, get, get a notepad, and uh, set some things aside that want to distract you and just focus on what God's saying to you. God's got something for you as well. So we're so glad you've joined us. Let us know where you're watching from, and uh, comment, like, subscribe, hit the bells and whistles, whatever else is there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Not that thumbs down. Don't hit that thumbs down, but hit that thumbs up. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter number 11, verse number 3. <clears throat> But I fear, Paul's saying here, I, I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, his craftiness, so your minds should be corrupted 
from the simplicity that is in Christ. That's, that's uh, what I was praying in the Holy Ghost this morning at 4.30. And uh, I, I kept getting this coming up in my spirit. I was just seeking God about it. I still didn't know as of this morning at 4.30 where I was going this morning. But uh, this just kept coming up. The simplicity of the things of God. The simplicity in Christ. Say that word simplicity. Things of God are simple. Amen. Faith is simple. Amen. Uh, flowing, or following the Holy Spirit is simple. Um, he had to make it simple for me. Praise God. And I won't speak for you, but I, I just need it simple. Anybody else need it simple? So, um, you know, I want you to pay attention to one of the strategies of the enemy described in this verse. Um, he said, Less the serpent, as the serpent begot Eve, through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity in Christ. In other words, Satan is the one that was in that serpent, remember, in, and talked to Eve. And he said, Satan uh, deceived Eve uh, through, through uh, what he said to her. As the serpent beguiled, that means deceived, Eve, so your minds. So your minds. You know, Satan is after your thought life. You have, to, you have to realize that you have to guard your, your heart by guarding your mind. And um, the, uh, the serpent deceived Eve, and he said, be on the alert, really, basically is what he's saying, so that your minds are not corrupted. And notice one of the things that Satan likes to deceive people about, how simple things are. Can you see that? And so uh, we want to talk about this this morning just because the Lord's dealing with me about it. I had like, I had like four directions last night. I thought, well, I could go that way, you know, and I, I just seemed like that'd be good. Uh, maybe that way. But this is what the Lord landed on. So your minds. Now, how many of you know you could say you're thinking? Your thinking should be corrupted why? What, what, would it, what would it be corrupted by? So that you're thinking not think that the things of God are hard. That walking by faith is hard. We used to hear people say that. People say to us, well, you know, you just make it hard on people wanting, telling them to believe God. Well, there's a passage in Jeremiah. We take them to the passage in Jeremiah. I think it's chapter 20, 23, where it talks about, say not the burden. Don't use this phrase, the burden of the Lord. Right. You ever read that passage? Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, God's, and you read it in the Amplified, it's pretty stout. Right. It'll kick you a little bit in the Amplified. Right. <laughs> so he said in the Amplified, don't use this term, the burden of the Lord. In the Amplified, it says, you're the burden. In other words, you're making it hard by saying it's hard. Now, what, what is the burden of the Lord? They were referring to what is the word of the Lord. What is the, the Spirit of God saying through? Back then, God spoke to him through prophets. He lives in all of us now. We don't have to listen to him. I mean, that's not the way I meant to say that. We don't have to just take a prophet's word for it. We got the Holy Ghost to counsel us ourselves. A prophecy might confirm something. You understand. But, uh, but say they, the, the, the prophet would come and he'd give a word from the Lord. And they started, they, they started perverting it and calling it the burden of the Lord. In other words, what, what heavy burden is God going to put on us now? 
God didn't like it. You read it in the Amplified. God didn't like that statement at all. How many of you know in the New Testament he said his commandments are not grievous? They are not heavy. They are not hard. They are not, the Amplified says, some, says something like irksome and burdensome. Amen. They're light and easy. Hallelujah. We've got to renew our mind to this. We've got to renew our, because the, there, there is a voice, there is a voice in the world, it's mostly propagated through religion, to be honest with you, propagated through religion more than the world itself. Now, religion is part of the world system, don't misunderstand me, but, but that voice in the world system is always talking about being hard or things being a struggle. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And that voice, you just need to shut that voice up. Go over to Matthew chapter number 11. And uh, we'll read some verses here that will sort of go along with this. Uh, while you're turning there, religion always magnifies suffering. Hardship. The struggle. I know Brother Hagin said some pastors came, this was way back when he was pastoring, they would come to him often and they would say this to him many times, they would say, how goes the battle? He'd always say, I'm not in a battle. I'm not in a battle. See, remember, you know, now, now why would he say something like that? Because you remember back whenever he was on the bed of sickness, you remember that he was reading through the New Testament, he started in Matthew, and he got to Matthew 6. Where it said, don't take any thought. Right. You know, don't worry, basically. Right. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? And he's talking about worry. And, right. uh, and he said, well, I don't, I, I don't know how to not worry. You know, he, yes. he, was, uh, yes, he was being confronted. Yes, sir. The Word of God was confronting him with something yes. that God was going to have to get out of the way in order to get him to Mark 11, 23, and 24. Yeah. He said he grew up in a, yes. in a home of world champion warriors. You know, they got the, the, the bronze, I mean, they got the gold statue and the gold medal and everything. World champion, man, right here. <laughs> and so he learned from the best how to worry. I mean, if, if there's nothing in the family to worry about, you borrow somebody at church's worries. Amen. You know, we're, 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 Ann's helping us with pastoral care and she's bringing us things that uh, people are, you know, going through and so forth. We're praying and so forth and so on. But we don't take those things into our thought life in a worried way. Well, you saying you don't love us? Since I love you, I turn it into the hands of somebody that can do more than I can do for you. I can't cure cancer. Brother Hagin said, I can't heal a fly's eyeball or a gnat's wing. And you can't either. Neither can I. Nobody can. So why am I going to worry? Right. Amen. All that does is give something, cancer something to feed on. Thank you. So, but he said, well, he had to, he got to Matthew 6, so don't, don't take any care and don't take any thought. And he said, he, he said, he, he, he just decided he's going to have to skip over that because he can't do that. And he said he kept on reading, but all the light went out. Remember that? Nothing, he wasn't getting any more revelation. Said he had to go back to that and he had to promise God, all right, I'll never worry another day of my life. That's why whenever those pastors came to him and said, how goes the battle? He said, I'm not in a battle. What he's saying is, I'm not worrying because the Sunday school's down, because the finances are down, 
I'm not going to take that into my thought life and start struggling with it. Come on, somebody. So, praise the Lord. I just don't worry, preach myself happy. But religion likes to talk about the battle, the hardship, the struggle. You know what I'm talking about? The fight. How goes the battle? Don't ever let that kind of talk come into your mind, number one, but come out of your mouth, number two. You shouldn't be in a battle where we're supposed to fight the good fight of faith. Yeah, that's a struggle to get into rest, to get out of worry and get into rest. The psalmist said, I had you turn to Matthew, right? But this is a verse that just comes up in my spirit right now. This is in Psalm, the book of Psalms, I believe. Let me, let me find this because I need to give it to you. Uh, it just comes up in my spirit. This is out of order than I had planned. Psalm 13, verse 2. Psalm 13, 2. But this is in the NIV. The NIV. How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long? Notice where the wrestling is. Notice where the struggle is. It's in the mind. Satan wants you to take his thoughts. He wants you to take hardship thoughts. He wants you to take hardness into your mind. It's just so hard to get ahead financially. He wants you to think that way. Some people say, well, you know, I could get healed of the flu, but cancer, that's hard. You can't heal the flu. Cancer is no harder for God than the flu. Some of you are going to get awake here in a bit. Amen. You're not doing the healing. That's not your job. Your job is to enter into faith. Enter into that faith that, that rests in what he already did. Let me tell you, he did the hard lifting already. He bore your sicknesses and carried your pain. He took your curse. He did the hard part. Praise God. But a religion wants to magnify the battle. Amen. The word, the word of God reveals another flow for the believer. It's not the flow of hardship. It's not the flow of struggle. I'm not saying. People hear what I'm preaching. They say, well, he's saying we never, if you had any faith, you never have any test or trials or you never get opposed. I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking about not taking what the devil's bringing against you in the, to the inside of you and struggling with it. You'll have, you'll have opposition. So that's not what we're preaching. Tell your neighbor, that's not what he's preaching. No, you have things come against you. You can't go through this life without something, without the devil opposing you. Without something going crazy around your life and trying to get into your heart and mind. What I'm preaching is not taking it on the inside. Not taking it into your thought life and say, I don't know why this always happens. It just seems like it's so hard to live the Christian life. You hear people say that. It's just so hard to be a Christian. And I'll tell you what was hard. The way of transgression was hard. The Bible says the way of transgressors is hard. But look at Matthew 11. This is not hard. What we're doing is not hard. Unless you're doing it wrong. But if you're doing it right, it's easy. Matthew 11. Did you find Matthew 11? And so, um, you just have to learn how to do this. 
Can I just say, say some things before we get to Matthew 11? How many of you remember when you first started trying to ride a bike? I remember when I started riding, learning. To, I wasn't able to yet, but I was learning. And I mean, I kept falling over, kept falling over. I said, like, ah, this is hard until I got it. Now, I don't even have to think about it. I can get on a bike any day of the week, half asleep. You know what I'm talking about? And ride easy without any struggle. It's not difficult. It's not grievous. It's not a struggle. I'm not, I'm not, you know, really worried. You know what I'm talking about? Why? Because I learned how to do it. Spiritual things are the same way. Once you learn how to do them, once you learn how to walk by faith, it's really quite easy. And one of, the, one of the biggest things to learn to do is not take the hardship into your thought life. Okay, Matthew 11. <clears throat> Matthew chapter number 11. Amen. Living without worry is not a difficult life. Amen. So Matthew chapter number 11. You're in Matthew 11. I'm not. Let me turn. Matthew 11 verse uh, 28. Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and what will I do? I'll put more on you. Because, you know, you're the devil's pack mule. You've got to carry all these burdens. The whole burden of the world being saved. The whole burden of everybody's problems. No, 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 no. Well, if you love me, if you see, see, you just don't care. You just don't care. Right. Thank you. I'm glad you can finally acknowledge that I've arrived. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference between caring and loving people. Right, right. That is right. We need to hear that. We need to take that into our thinking. Praise the Lord. So he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will not put more on you. You're, you're not the devil's pack meal. You're the Lord's racehorse. You're running the race set before you. Somebody that's running, he said, lay aside every weight. Lay aside all the, all the things that would slow you down. A runner has to get rid of all this stuff. So come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Now, take my yoke upon you and what? Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest, rest unto your souls. Now, here's, here it is. For my yoke is... Easy. You need to underline, circle it, highlight it, put stars around it, draw lines to the margin, and put notes over there. My yoke is easy. We got to get this in our mouth. When the devil says, this is hard, there's no way, you know, planting a church in Kansas City. I mean, where are you going to get the money for that? Where are you going to get the money? How are you ever going to get the airplane? How are you ever going to pay for two hangers? That's going to be hard. Shut up. I'm not the one doing it. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. I'm not taking hardness into my life. The devil can struggle. I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the light and easy flow. Let him tribulate. I'm not in tribulation. I'm not in worry. <laughs> I'm kicking my heels. 
I know Brother Hagin said somebody was, he was, driving, he was driving a friend around in the golf cart around the campus of Rhema after it all got built out. And the friend said something in the process of time, said something about, man, you must have a lot on you. He said, not me. He said, I didn't want to come here to begin with. That's right. He said, if the Lord can't put it over, let it go under. I'd just be, I'd just be happy if the Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go. Come on. Now, somebody said, that sounds like unbelief. That sounds, see, you don't even know what faith sounds like. Faith doesn't have the care of anything on. Well, if I don't get healed, what will happen? Let me tell you what will happen. You'll see a bright light and an angel will be there and say, do you want to go by the Milky Way direction or do you want to go direct? <laughs> and you're going to have the trip of your life. <laughs> Come on now. Come on, this is camp meeting. You can laugh. And you'll enter into a glorious realm like you've never experienced. And you're going to enter into peace like you've never experienced. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. To die is gain. So why are you going to worry about that? Anyway, praise the Lord. Maybe you don't know this much about this kind of preaching, but it'll help you if you listen to it. Come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. And so, uh, notice he said, come unto me, all you labor heavy laden, and, take, uh, and, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of me. Right. That, I believe, is the yoke. Yeah. Learning. Many Christians want to be Christians, but they don't want to be disciples. In other words, they don't want to learn anything. It's like a man who wants to be a doctor, but he doesn't want to ever go to have any doctor's lessons or go to college. Nobody in the world thinks that way, but why is it in the church that we think being a Christian is just, you know, getting saved and just kind of... No, church is about learning. It ought to be... It ought, let me rephrase that. It ought to be about learning. Learning how to do this thing. Learning how to live without worry. Learn how to live footloose and fancy free when the devil's breathing the hot breath of unbelief down your neck and you're just going, ha, 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 ha. I'm not taking the care of that into my life. You don't know that because you got saved. Now listen, you can live your whole life defeated and go to heaven. But listen, why would you do that? Why not have victory down here? Because God's got a carefree, easy life for you to live. It's the good life. It's the good life. It's days of heaven on earth. Which, see, this life that I'm talking about is part of the, the, the abundant life God's given us. Living worry-free is part of the abundant life God's given us. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You need to get to the place you wouldn't worry if... If half the family fell dead, the house burned down. Somebody, didn't, somebody said, don't say that. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying you need to have that kind of commitment <clears throat> to not worry and that nothing, nothing, do not fret or let anything have any anxiety about anything. Remember Brother Hagin's on the steps. This didn't go over real well with Ms. Marisa, but he's on the front steps. Uh, you know, going unlocking their house to get in their get in their house, and Miss Aretha said to him, "I don't think you'd worry if me and the kids fell dead right here on the steps of the of the front of the front of the house." He said, "Well, why worry then? It'd be too late to worry then." That didn't go over real big. 
That's just the way we need to be. You know, pastoring, you've got a lot of people and you're dealing with. And people do funny things sometimes. It's, it's, it's humorous. People are fun. They keep life interesting, I'm telling you. Is that right, Pastor Shariah? They just keep life real interesting. You thought you'd seen it all, and then somebody does something else, you're like, really? Okay. <laughs> and listen, you, I, I, I can take things into my heart and mind and start worrying about it. We've had some doozy opportunities lately to, to worry. I mean, doozies. I don't know if you know what doozies means. And, uh, you know, you start taking that into your mind, like, well, 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 you know, well, what about, you know, and, and then the Lord's dealing with me. No, don't take it. Don't take that thought. Don't take that thought. What was I starting to do? I was starting to struggle. Starting to struggle. That's not the life he's prepared for us. All right. We're going to read it again. You like this verse? Come unto me, all ye that labor, labor and are heavy laden. He's talking about uh, under the burden and struggling and working hard under the burden of care, worry, anxiety, and accomplishing results by your own efforts. Come unto me and have me lay hands on you. We believe in laying on the hands. You believe in laying on the hands? I do. But that won't take the place of this. Take the place of what? Learning. Learning. Thoughts come, but you don't have to take thoughts when they come. When thoughts come, you have to learn not to take them. Thoughts will come of strife. Thoughts will come of condemnation, of past, you know, past sins. Thoughts will come, and a lot of this is Satan. Thoughts will come of worry. Thoughts will come of fear, of, of failure, struggling, you know. Um, uh, you know, a lot of different things, different kinds of thoughts will come. And it used to be that when they came, it, it, I would entertain them for a while until I recognized I was entertaining them, maybe a week or two. I told the story in Lee Summit last time about, you know, taking wrong thoughts for two weeks about what somebody thought about me and how the devil just mess with me and then it was proven within about two weeks it was proven to be wrong and I was kicking myself because I realized I listened to the lie for two weeks nobody's ever done that so so it would take me a while but as I got my mind renewed to the word and recognized what I did and listen listen can I say something sometimes people go through and this is not I'm not condemning anybody I'm just simply saying here's your answer um, people go through cycles where they go through seasons where they're in depression you know if you go back to where that first started you'll find there was a thought they took the Lord showed that about me I'm gonna say something funny I know <clears throat> I used to say to my wife you must be on the cycle she said to me one day, I think you're on a cycle. I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, you go through these seasons. You go through these seasons. Now, I'm talking about years. I'm talking about a long time ago, all right? Because I would take thoughts and get depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Amen. I mean, not amen, but I'm past that now. I don't believe in having down days. I don't believe in having, I don't believe in having dark days, gray days, blue days, heavy days. I don't believe in having any of them because I don't believe in struggling with those thoughts. I believe in answering those thoughts. Praise the Lord. So come unto me and let me have, let me lay hands on you. That won't take the place of this. Come unto me and learn of me. Come, come learn of me. The, the yoke, he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So the, the yoke he's asking us to take is learning. Learning what? Well, the context is not worrying. So learning to walk by faith. Because faith doesn't worry, right? I don't believe when God called us to a life of faith that, that he was calling us to a life of struggle. But if you examine some people's way of exercising so-called faith, I'm putting that in quotes. That's not really faith. But if you examine, it means they just worry about something until they get to the other side of it. You're very unskilled. Tell your neighbor, he might be preaching to somebody behind us. It's probably not us. That's not faith. God didn't call you to a life of struggle when he called you to walk by faith. Tell your neighbor, amen. amen. The invitation into a life of faith is an invitation into a life without a struggle. So let me paraphrase this. Come unto me, all you who are laboring and heavy laden, under or struggling and working hard under a burden of care, worry, and anxiety to accomplish these results you want. Amen. amen. Praise God. The devil wants you to be under his yoke. And that's the yoke uh, of, of just, just worrying about stuff, taking fearful thoughts and uh, every, everything that he presents to your mind. <clears throat> Remember Pastor Nancy's book, Answer It? How could you forget? No, nobody can ever forget that that's, that's read it for the rest of their life. Uh, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about saying, no, it is written and, and telling that, say, that, that, that spirit that said that to get behind us. Amen. And then praising God, right? Praise the Lord. So Jesus really wants to do a whole lot of things for us. He wants us to get into the easy flow, but he has to get us past this taking these thoughts. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. And so really it's the heart, it's the, it's the, 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 the hardness that we take into our thought life that is producing the struggle. Can I just work with this a little bit? And uh, that's not from God. Praise the Lord. So, John chapter number 15, Jesus talked about abide in me and I in you and you'll bring forth much fruit. Remember the vine and the branches parable. <clears throat> Have you ever seen, I grew up, I grew up in the country and I, on both sides of the farm I grew up on, Front of the farm, behind the farm, were orchards. Pennsylvania had a lot of apple orchards, sort of like Wisconsin up here. And, uh, but those orchards, I, I spent a lot of time back there doing different things. But, uh, and the neighbors were fine with it, as long as we didn't mess up the trees. Um, but uh, so, you know, I'd, I'd spend time looking at them and everything, and I, I understood what was happening. But I never went back there one time, because those, those, in the springtime, those buds come out, and the flowers come out, and then the bees pollinate the flowers, and the little apple starts growing. It's just a little, little thing you can't hardly see. Grows and grows and grows, comes a big apple, and they pick it, and you eat it. So, 
But I never went back there. One time saw an apple tree back there going. <laughs> ah! Pop! And there goes an apple. <laughs> All right, pop, becomes another apple. Never once. You know what those branches, where those apples grew, you know what those branches were doing? Just maintaining a connection. They were not struggling. That's it right there. To, to really get the results you want, you have to just stay connected to the source of what's producing that. And that's not you. You're not the source of all that is produced from the Word of God in your life. You know, like a, I heard a story one time, a missionary, he was going overseas, you know, he was getting ready to go over there to live, you know, live there and minister to that country. And somebody said to him, or they asked him before he left, do you expect to, to have any, you know, effect on that nation? He said, no, not at all. But I expect the Word to. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. Woo! Amen. That's right thinking. Yes, yes it is. Yes. Yes. See, what he's not doing is he's not going, ah, ah. he's not struggling. Oh, glory. This is freedom. This is, this is the good life. I remember one time, uh, who was it? John Osteen said he had a, I guess it was a dream or a vision or something. And he saw the cross of Jesus and the Lord spoke to him and said go pick that up and and he he inside in the dream inside he's struggling with oh my Lord that's that's going to be a heavy burden to bear and he was resisting it and the Lord kept saying go go pick take up the cross and follow me and and he he kept struggling with it's going to be so heavy I don't want to do that you know talking about his plan God's plan for his life in this dream and he kept thinking that's going to be hard that's going to be hard Finally, he said, all right, you know, I love the Lord. I'll do it for the Lord. And he said he went to pick it up, and it was so light that it picked him up. Yes, it will. Glory to God. Glory. That's a life of no struggle. Somebody said, I just don't want it. It's going to be hard to obey God. It's going to be hard to do what God said. Your thinking's not right. Your thinking's not right. You know where the easy flow is? It's in the delightful flow. Where you delight to do his will. You don't struggle and say, like, like remember Jonah going to Nineveh? Yeah. He said, not me. Nineveh was north. He went south. Somebody said, did he get out of the struggle? No, he got, it got, he got into a struggle. Somebody's, somebody's getting some answers right there. Don't struggle with the will of God. Don't labor with the will. It's not grievous. It's not heavy. It's not hard. It's not going to ruin your life. It's not going to, you know, because the devil would say, well, if you obey God, let's say it's called to the ministry. Not everybody's called to the ministry, but let's say it's called to the ministry. If you obey God, you know, you'll never have anything. And, you know, ministers don't have anything. Well, since when? We got a covenant just like everybody else. Somebody said, why don't you live in a little house and, you know, small thing? Because you're a pastor. I said, because I got a covenant like everybody else. Amen. Amen. I don't believe in being broke. Amen. I don't struggle with poverty. Amen. Nor do I struggle with having things. Some people struggle with having things. I don't struggle with having things. Come on. Come on. No problem. No problem. 
Tell your neighbor, that's me. I don't struggle. I don't struggle. I don't struggle. Struggle with thoughts. What do people think? What do people think? I don't care what people think. Amen. They need to get their mind renewed, so what? I've run into plenty of them, so there's nothing new. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hardness is in your thoughts. Praise God. So those apple trees, they don't struggle to produce, right? And you shouldn't be struggling. So um, that's a wrong voice. Stop listening to that voice. When those thoughts come, oh, this is going to be hard. You learn, you learn to answer that and say, no, yo, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Really, we don't magnify the battle. Faith does not magnify the battle. Faith doesn't talk about, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Faith magnifies the finished work of Christ. Say amen. Amen. We magnify the victory. We magnify what Jesus already did for us and the victory he already won for us. Praise the Lord. Victory's not hard. Prosperity is not hard. Uh, I've had things to where once I finally got into faith and end of rest about it and it manifested, I thought that was easy. That was not hard. It was me that was struggling, but, but, but really it was easy. Do you know it's beneath your exalted position to always struggle? You're seated with Jesus far above, far above, far, far above what? Far above all the struggle. Amen. That's the life God has chosen for you, a life far above all that. Boy, am I running into some unbelief this morning, but anyway, praise the Lord. Don't get down in the battle, get up in the, up in the victory. Remember that guy in the Old Testament, we've looked at it before, where he, he said to the, to the guy restoring the wall, whenever Israel came back and restored the wall, he, the enemy, he wanted him to come down and, and meet in the valley of oh no. Remember that? Don't go down to the valley of oh no. Stay up in the seat of oh joy. Oh victory. Amen. Amen. Well, if I don't worry, what am I going to do? You're going to praise. Yes, come on. Yes, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at a couple examples of that. Yes. How many of you remember in 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, verses 12 through 22, where they, they, had, a, they had three enemy armies come against them bigger than them? Yeah. And they, they prayed and sought God and said, Lord, uh, we don't know what to do, but, see, See, it's not, it's not wrong to say we don't know what to do. It's just to say, but I know somebody that does. Yeah. Let, let, me ch- let me check in with him. He's got the answer. And so he said, uh, our eyes are on you. Second Chronicles 20, what is that? Verse 12 through 22, I believe. And, and so he's, <laughs> their eyes are on the Lord. Remember the spirit of God came on that man. He said, uh, fear not. Oh, oh, Jeho- let me go over there and read that because that is so good. You want to read it together? Praise the Lord. This is where your victory is. Second Chronicles, chapter 20. We're starting in verse number 12. I'm just going to read in the King James. 
And uh, thou, will thou not judge them, so forth. Great, this company comes together. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are on thee. All Judah stood before the Lord and their little ones and their wives and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of so, 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 came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jer Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord uh, unto you, be not afraid. You know what you need to do? You need to underline that. Put a line out to the margin of your Bible and say, don't struggle. See, that's what fear is. It's struggling. You're struggling with it. If you're, if, you're, if you're afraid, you're struggling. He said, don't enter into that. Fear not. Fear not. Be not afraid. That's the very first thing you got to do is you got to stop struggling. Nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. Woo-hoo, glory. <laughs> Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. You'll find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeru. And ye shall, <clears throat> ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Jerusalem. In other words, you're not going to need to struggle. You're not going to need to struggle. Ooh, glory be to God. Jehoshaphat bowed his head. Now go down to the verse uh, 20. They arose early in the morning and went forth under the wilderness of Tekoa. <clears throat> they went forth. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And when they had consulted with the people, they appointed singers unto the Lord. That they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. And behold, uh, and they said, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the Am and Mount Seir, which were come against them, and they were smitten. And you know the story. They, they killed off one another, and uh, they went out there. took them three days to gather up the spoils. No struggle to get into that increase. Here's what they had to do. Glory, 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 glory. <laughs> You know, if you're praising, you're not struggling. That's right. Amen. When you're talking about what are we going to do, that's a struggle. Whew, glory. This is going to be a. This is going to be. This is going to help me out all week long, right here. But notice the the the, the uh, things that we can basically put in this category. Put you can add some categories here. Don't be afraid. In other words, don't struggle. Believe God and praise. You see that? First he said, don't struggle. Don't be afraid. Don't get into the struggle. Uh, this is not your battle. Believe God and praise. Say it out loud. Don't struggle. Believe God and praise. Hallelujah. That's how you do it. Amen. That's how I said. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. See, he still, he still told them they had to go out there against them. They had to approach the situation. You know why they did? Because he said, you go out there because the Lord is with you. If the, if to get the Lord out there, you had to go out there yourself because he's with you. So they went out there, but they didn't go out there struggling like. They went out there. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And the angels of God started smiting, smiting them, smiting them. Praise be to God. <laughs> Glory. I'm telling you, this is a spirit of faith. Spirit of faith does not struggle. Praise be to God. Now, so what they're doing is they're going into their situation faith first. 
Say that out loud. Faith first. Not head first. Now think about it. You've got an army three times, probably more than three times the size of your army. And you're putting, you're putting Brandon and Jocelyn and Leanne and the whole worship team up there without a sword, no gun, no bullets. And we're all behind them and they're going, praise the Lord, glory be to God, hallelujah. If you thought about that, that is the stupidest thing you ever did. But they didn't go into it head first. Listen to it carefully. They didn't go in. That's why they didn't struggle. Because they didn't, they didn't draw up what God told them to do into their mind and start calculating. Well, how's that going to work? I don't know if Leanne can take on one of those big guys herself at all. Listen to me very carefully. When you understand spiritual principles, you don't struggle with natural stuff. All battles are spiritual at their core. They're a, they're a battle between truth and lies, faith and fear. This was not a battle against three enemy armies. This was a battle between operating in faith out of what he said do when it doesn't make any sense and bringing it up. There's a battle between that and bringing it into your mind and going, what are we doing? We're going to get slaughtered. Can you see what was happening? They They didn't do it head first. They did it faith first. They went into it faith first. That's what you need to approach everything that comes up in life with faith first, faith first, faith first, faith first. Faith first. Let me say this. Faith first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and last. It's just a life of faith. And the best way to express a life of faith is to praise. <laughs> it sends the enemy into confusion because he's not used to that. He's used to people tripping out, worrying, taking it into their head, you know, backing off and trying to, well, listen, I well, we won't do that. I mean, there's too, there's too many big devils there. There's too many, too many things to say we can't do it. That's what he's used to. But listen, we need to be confusing him. This church ought to be a, a church that confuses him. Because we keep coming praising. We keep coming with faith. And when he throws the thoughts and bombards our minds with thoughts in our mind, we don't go, oh, 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 start tripping out. It doesn't work for us. It doesn't work on us anymore. That's right. Amen. Amen. Now he's got a problem. Yes, that's right. The devil's got a real problem now. Because he's found out somebody that knows the truth. And what he made work on Eve, where he deceives us and takes, we, take our thought, we take his thoughts and we think them and we, we react to them, doesn't work on us anymore. Because we're skilled. Yes, we are. Yes. Praise the Lord. We're, we're, things are easy when you learn how to do them. Have you ever, have you ever, um, let's say your child wants a bike or something and didn't come fully assembled and you got to assemble it. The other day I assembled something, I put, I bought something and I assembled it. I looked at the direction, I'm standing there, what? 
What'd you call it? Okay, go to this page and look. Okay, okay, that's what that is. Okay, so, all right, so put this here. And it was confusing. It took me a long time. But once I did it and put it all together, I realized, oh, that was quite easy, actually. And what, would have t- what, what took me maybe an hour to do, yeah. if I had another one in a box right there yeah. 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 and got it out and put it together, yeah. I could probably do it in 15 yes, minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. yes. Why? Because now it's easier. Yes. Yeah. Why? Because you know how to do it. Yes. Spiritual yes. things are the same way. Yes. Once you know how to yes. do them, yes. Yes. you don't struggle. Because the enemy has devices against your faith to trip you up, trip you up, get you into work, get you into your mind. And, and, and all those things that when they used to work, they made it hard. But when it doesn't work anymore, the struggle's gone. Glory to God. Glory to God. Remember Pastor Nancy said, what was the hardest thing? She said, the hardest thing was not whenever my husband went to heaven. She said, the most difficult thing was whenever I didn't know how to do the word. When she learned... Piece of cake. Poke your neighbor and say, that's your word for today. Piece of cake. This is helping me. This is a good faith sermon. Camp meeting faith sermon. Amen. If you you took off work all week and the devil keeps saying, where are you going to get the money? Where are you going to get the money? You you don't struggle with that. Don't struggle with that. Just keep answering it and say, it's written. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spirit of faith, don't struggle, church. No struggle, church. Hallelujah. Faith first. Everybody tell your neighbor, go into everything faith first. You know their mind didn't understand that. But, but you know, because how many of you know your noodle's kind of limited in, in what it can... I mean, it can quickly go, uh, does not compute... <laughs> so here's another example. In, uh, how many of you ever read uh, David's account of attacking Goliath? Remember that story? It's over there in uh, 1 Samuel chapter number 17. But, and I'll wrap just a couple more things here and then we'll wrap this up. <clears throat> so when David approached Goliath... Uh, he went, remember, because uh, Goliath, I mean, uh, uh, Saul, King Saul tried to put his ar- armor on him and say, here, go out. And he said, I can't do, use this. He said, let me go with my sling and my, you know, the stones. Yeah. He said, I've proved them. Yeah. I've no, I, I'm used to that. In other words, <clears throat> he had been using that as a, uh, and even exercised his faith to use that. Yeah. So he knew how to release his faith through that sling and that stone. Yeah. Amen. So he went out there with with what he had faith to use. So um, he didn't go out there examining the size of Goliath. He never called him a giant. He called him an uncircumcised Philistine. That means, that doesn't mean much to us, but it means he doesn't have a covenant with God. Pastor Nancy said, she said he, she looked, or he looked at Goliath and Goliath looked at David, and David was little, of course, but Goliath is huge. They say he's nine or ten feet tall. And uh, David said, well, he's big, but he's got nobody bigger backing him up. Right. I might not be that big in the flesh, but I got somebody much bigger than me backing me up. Praise the Lord. 
Now, if you read that passage very carefully, I don't know if I've got the references here. Yeah, I do. Psalm, or uh, excuse me, uh, first, first Samuel 17, 16 and 24. The, the chapter 17, 16 and 24, they talk about this giant had been coming out there threatening the whole army of Israel for 40 days. Are you getting anything out of this? And the, the Bible said that they were all struggling with those words they were hearing. Boy, if we had time, to talk about that. The doctor will say some things. Lawyers will say some things. So, you know, whatever. You'll hear some things sometimes. But those words are designed to get inside of you and create a struggle. So David, I mean, the, the Israelite army, they're struggling with the words of Goliath for 40 days. Very interesting. A number of weeks ago, the Lord said to me, that's like listening to the 24-hour news cycle. Goliath was the 24-hour news cycle for 40 days. You ever notice they, they talk really, really, really hard and long about a lot of things that are going wrong, that's bad, it's wrong, it's bad, it's bad. And then whenever that's over, they get another new cycle. And they, they just want to keep you up in worry, anxiety, and all stirred up and mad all the time. I decided I pulled the needle out. I'm not living that way anymore. I'm, I'm going to be in faith for this. I'm going to have to get rid of that. So anyway, so that was the 24-hour news cycle, and they were listening to it, and they were struggling in faith because of it. Did you read those verses? Maybe you turned to them and read them. And so um, David said, let no, mar let no man's heart fail because of him. He's talking about his spirit man failing to produce faith. So David ran towards Goliath. The other guys were drawing back in fear from Goliath. Right? So if you're running, you're struggling. If you're, I'm talking about running away. If you're running towards the enemy, shouting victory, amen, you've got your care cast on the Lord. Fear draws back. Faith goes forward. What are you drawing back from? Ask yourself in your life, what am I drawing back from? So then what we see here is that um, Proverbs 28.1, the wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as lions. So David understood that this was not against Goliath. This was a, a battle between faith and fear. I've said for a number of years, I said, when we get to heaven, I want to go talk to David and, and I want to see if I'm right. Because I've said, I've told, I, I might tell David, I said, I told to everybody that would listen that when I was preaching down on the earth, I told them the battle was not between David and Goliath. It was between faith and fear. I want to ask David, is that yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah. Because you can see that, that uh, you know that those words are trying to get inside of David just like they're trying to get in, just like they got inside of the rest of the Israelites. Those words, you know, I'm going to feed you to the dogs because he's a big guy. He could do it in the flesh. So you know whenever he's running towards Goliath, his, his mind is going stupid, 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 stupid. Right? What's your family going to, where are they going to bury you, you know? So he was overcoming fear more than he had to overcome Goliath. Yeah. So when we get to heaven, we're going to ask him. You're going to go ask him with me? Yes. You want to go all together? Yeah. Yeah. He'll probably say Goliath was a piece of cake. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was the fear coming against me in the spirit realm. Listen, if you learn to fight in those arenas, a lot of what you struggle with will be no struggle anymore. Learn to, learn to deal with thoughts. Learn to deal with fear. Learn to answer things whenever, whenever it first hits your head. Learn to recognize it. Like me, don't do like me where it took me two weeks. I don't do that anymore. Now, as soon as it comes, I say, it's written. It comes to me like it comes to you. But I answer that. Now, this is not hard. Tell your neighbor, this is not hard. So do you know that David had to deal with that? And uh, because he understood it was a spiritual battle, he wasn't missing the mark. You know what I mean by missing the mark? Whenever he was addressing what was coming against him. He wasn't just gunning for Goliath. He was pointing his finger at fear. He said, no, it's written fear. No, I have a covenant with God. That's what he's talking about whenever he kept calling him an uncircumcised Philip. He's saying, I have a covenant. I, I I am circumcised. I have a covenant with God. That no weapon formed against me will prosper. Hallelujah. And do you know because he understood the spiritual aspect of all these kinds of things, because he understood that, he was a better warrior than every member of the Israeli army, including the king himself, that had been to the military academy. They had been trained in the flesh. They were, they were trained to be warriors. And he surpassed them all because he understood spiritual things. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's you and me, folks. I said, that's you. That's a good chance for you to agree with me. That's you and me. That's you and me. That's you and me. When other people are running, we're running towards the... Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody's got to shout with me. Learn your responsibility not to take the thoughts of the enemy. I've been preaching this, and I'm looking for for some more of Spirit of Faith Family Church to get up, get out of the boat, take some steps. Go for it. What's your dream? What's on the inside of you? Praise God. David rose to the top and became king because of this. Now, God had anointed him and called him. But listen, you got to learn to fight the battles of faith, the good fight of faith, whenever these things come against you, to get into what God's called you to. God called him to be king, but he had to go through Goliath to be king. And you're going to have to go through whatever fear and doubt and worry and stuff's coming against you to get into what God has for you. David rose to the top. There's a place for you and I at the top. But we have to understand how to deal with these things. Paul and Silas in uh, jail did the same thing. They brought the power of God. Remember Paul and Silas? They were in the jail commanded not to preach. And they, they were in there beating, you know. And they said, uh, you, uh, uh, they said uh, you know, put them in the innermost prison. And the Bible said at midnight they prayed and sang praises. You know, they had to overcome thoughts to do that. Their thoughts were, not only are we in prison, we're in the innermost prison. Not only that, we're in this part where our feet are fast in stocks. I mean, there's no way. You know their mind's gone. There's no way out of here. I'm talking about their mind, not their faith. Because the devil brings all these thoughts to all of us. So, but rather than try to do it, go head first, 
they went faith first. Yes. Yes. The way, you know how they got out? Faith first. Yes. That's right. Come on. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's how they got out. <laughs> you know what I don't understand? I don't understand people that don't know the difference between churches. They can go to a place that doesn't teach them faith. And seem to know no difference. You got to have your faith fed if you're going to live what I'm talking about. You got to be at a place where your faith is fed. Come unto me and learn of me. You got to go to a place where you can learn this. Not somewhere where they give you three points in a poem, quote Abraham Lincoln and grandma, and say, thank you very much. We'll see you. Come on. Come on. No, you need something with room. Yes. Something that will put a grunt in your faith. That's not being mean on anybody. It's just simply, I just don't, under, I, I was thinking about that this morning. I just do not understand that. I do not understand that. I don't think they ever got it. They sat here for years and never got it. Never got a thing we were saying. That's a bad situation. So Paul and Silas, they got out. Praise God. They got out faith first. And faith brought the power of God into manifestation. Glory. Now, he said for, over in Philippians 1.19, he said, uh, I know that this shall turn. So, so now they got out of prison here, but then Paul got back in prison, not because he's a criminal, because he's preaching and they didn't like it. So they put him back in prison. And in Philippians 1.19, he's in prison. He said, I know this will turn to my salvation. He's not, it's not that he's not saved. He's that he's in prison. That's what he's referring to. This will turn. Yeah. Say, this will turn. This will turn. To my salvation. Or in other words, I'll get out of prison yes. Yes. through your prayers. Even, King James says, and, if you look it up, it could be even the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So praying and praising is how you tap into the power. That's, the, that's how you tap into the supply of God, the power of God to get you out of whatever hole the devil's trying to put you in. I'm almost done. Tell your neighbor, don't, don't unhook from him yet. So he said, I know that this will turn. Why? Because he had been there before where he prayed and praised and the power fell. Power fell for what? To deliver him. Remember the Bible says the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. We've got to get a hold of that. The anointing in manifestation can handle anything. Anything can handle your Aunt Susie that's all goofed up. And persecuting you. Lord can handle her. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. So just, just learn how to tap into that power. Paul, uh, Paul, his name was Saul. He's on the road to Damascus and he encountered that power. Struck him down, knocked him off his horse. He encountered that. Somebody's in Damascus praying. You know they had to be. Yes, sir. And, and so they're praying yeah. and the power fell. And within just a few seconds, he went from persecuting the church to saying, who art thou? Lord. God can handle those people. Praise God. God can handle Biden. He can handle Congress. He can handle, he can handle anybody. <laughs> hey, I don't know if he should have said that. Well, I'm, I'm doing the preaching, so... Praise the Lord. Are you glad you came this morning? Power doesn't mean struggle. Power meets faith. So, uh, 
Things can seem bigger. You know why people struggle? Is because things seem big. Three enemy armies bigger than yourself. That's big. A prison house. Not just prison, but the innermost and then stocks. That's hard. Triple hard. Not just hard. Triple hard. Both times. Three enemy armies. Triple hard. Prison. Innermost prison. Stocks. Triple hard. So these are triple hard situations. Triple A. Triple A struggles. Amen. But they're not hard for the power. That's why people struggle because that's this. It seems so big. People are people. I, I know the congregation. Some of you are struggling with the aircraft. It just seems so big. Take your head off of it. Take your head off of it. Take your head off of it. I'm not struggling, so don't you struggle. And, and listen, have you noticed we don't put any pressure on anybody? You know why people put pressure on people? Because they're struggling. They're struggling. If you don't give, you're going to have to drive to Kansas City. So you're struggling. You're struggling. You're struggling. Nobody's, nobody, nobody's struggling. Chill. Everybody say, everybody put your hands out like this. Say, chill. chill. See, we're speaking to the whole congregation. Chill. chill. Amen. Chill. And here's how you chill. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Amen. You're walking in faith better laughing than you are struggling. I'm believing God, I'm believing God, I'm believing God. I'm, you're struggling. That's what you're doing. Amen. What are you going to do? We're going to believe God. Pass the potatoes. Well, aren't you worried? Not a bit. Not a bit. Where are you going to get the money? If I try to answer that in my mind, my faith will end after that question mark. My faith won't go past that question mark. Well, let's see. We could do this. We, I've been through all that already. So is it? What are you going to do? We're going to just praise. I don't know if this is a triple A situation or a five star situation, but I'm just going to praise my way right on through it. Isn't that right, brother? That's right. Hallelujah. How goes the battle? Not in a battle. Not in a battle. No struggle. Not in a battle. I'm resting. Did you get it this morning? Apply it to your life. Apply it to your kids. Apply it to your finances. Apply it to that squirrely wife, that battle axe wife. I mean, I mean. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I hear a shout in the room. Get up and shout. Praise God. Glory, 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 glory. Woo! Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> mm. 
Remember that snake got out, crawled out of the fire and bit, uh, you know, latched on to Paul? Remember that? What did he do? He shook it off. Some of you need to shake some things off this morning. Shake it off. Shake it off. Glory. Somebody got something. You need to come and sing something. Praise. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.
praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. I, I don't know how long this will go, but I just, I just sense there's an anointing on laughing. There's some things you need to laugh at. Show the devil you're not struggling. come into the ring and one of them's you know smack talking or whatever you call that you know I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and the other guy just goes ha 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 you know what he's showing he's not struggling he's not struggling ha 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 Praise God. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> when when's she gonna come? Ha ha ha. Glory. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Some of you husbands and wives need to laugh together. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ha 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 
God, praise God. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> from the band. Come down here. <laughs> get your wife's hand. Yeah, get your wife's hand. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. <laughs>
Impartations for you, both of you. Lots coming. We're glad you're here. You. Praise the Lord. Thank Praise you. God. Ha ha ha. You know what? You know what this is? This is just learning not to take the devil so seriously. <laughs> you know, if you know somebody's a known liar, you don't take them that serious. Yeah. So, we got the victory. Amen. 
So then sometime during camp meeting, the rest of you will get in. <laughs> Amen. Some of you need to be reminded that chair's not going anywhere if you let go of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm glad I came to church this morning. Praise God. I almost feel anointed enough to play the keyboards. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, don't miss Monday night. Everybody coming Monday night? Then all week, Tuesday through Thursday, morning, afternoon, and night. Amen. We're just warming up. So greet somebody as you go and say, I will see you again Monday night. And you're dismissed.